episode. Yes, we did one episode. Now we're doing two. This is a podcast by two dudes smart enough to see problems, but too dumb to figure out how to fix them. I am Luke, and with me is Jeremiah. Hello. Good to have you. Good, good to be here. Good to be here. I like to answer for you. I appreciate that. I am not smart enough to answer on myself. But, you know, guys, remember, this podcast is mainly opinion-based unless, you know, otherwise stated. Of course, our utmost authority as Christians is the Word of God. So, that's what our standard is when we do this episode. But many of the subjects we cover are opinion-based, or they're gray areas in the Christian life that may not be directly addressed. Unless we state it, we're not directly trying to solve these issues. We're trying to make you come away at the end of this episode thinking more clearly about some subjects you may not have thought about before. Exactly. That's a big thing is that a lot of the things, especially last week's episode with Children's Church, if you've not listened to that, make sure you go back and check it out. Um, It's, you know, where in the Bible does it talk about Children's Church specifically? I don't think anywhere. I'm going to go with that. Well, Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me. But it doesn't say, you know, did you say, how. <laughs> did you say children's church? Anyway. Yeah, he didn't say. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so it, again, last week, a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. It was very good to actually get the episode out and to, I don't know, man. It was just great. It was nice. It was It was, it was like vindication It to was, me. honestly. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about watching, it. Watching our little, we use uh, DropWave to... Uh, put out our podcast and watching that little ticker go up every time we got a new download was like, Ooh, 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 keep going. I like it was, that. It was, very, <laughs> it, it was very nice. Jeremiah kept me up to date with all the kind of all the stuff with the downloads and things like that. We were yeah. very surprised and very happy with the amount of people listening. A lot of people from our church listen and we appreciate yeah. them. A lot listening. of feedback. If you want to get us Tons directly, of feedback, which was the best way to, to get in touch with us is going to be on our Twitter at, at F underscore O underscore Y underscore w okay, underscore first off you're wrong don't say m all right twitter well anyway it was good to get the first episode up we are on to episode two with a new topic and this week's topic jeremiah is it is going to be a continuation of last week's talking about youth groups this week so normally the uh the young adults the youths the, the teenagers because 13 and up it's yothgrop without yothgrop yeah, you ever heard that? No. It's Yothgrop without you. I I despise that. That is in every fiber. I of have my a game. shirt somewhere in there, and that's what it says. Burn it, there. please. Well, I mean, my it's my brother's shirt. I stole I it. Burn so it. No, burn it. He hasn't listened to this, so I don't. You know, he'll never know. So it'll be fine. But yeah. So what? What? What is? What? How are the people wrong about youth group? Well, so. I think we have to carefully define what we mean by youth group before we go into why we think people are wrong. So when we say youth group, generally what we mean, and we're not referring to a specific church, we're not referring to specific people, we're referring to the Protestant church and even these other churches uh, as a whole, the trends that we see going on in that area when it comes to a dedicated Sunday school or Wednesday night service for young adults, 13 to maybe even up to 21, I would say. Uh, That group of people, when they have their own dedicated Sunday school, Wednesday night, I haven't really seen too many youth groups that happen like Sunday mornings or Sunday evenings like during the main service like a children's church would. This is usually 
a a Sunday school event or a Wednesday night event during the you know normal prayer meeting that a church. Oh, so would even have. at my old church when I was a kid, there we did it was Sunday night, Wednesday night, and and children and not children's church. Okay, yeah, children's church on the mind. Uh, and uh, what was it called? Uh, Sunday school. So yeah. we had like everything except for big church, main church. That was that was the place where we would be as youth. And I don't. I don't think I ever was like, I mean, those times I was never around my parents. I was never around like <laughs> anyone. And then also the people that always taught it were like barely older than me. Yeah. They'd be like college age kids. Some of them would be older. I think they'd be out of college, but, but I mean, when you're out of college, you're what? 22, 23. Yeah. And you're yeah. with a bunch of high schoolers. She's like five years difference. Usually and- the leader would be maybe, maybe early forties. I want to say the oldest youth group leader that I ever had at a church. I was, a member at pro- probably would have been like 44 45 maybe at the time right and so you know normally it's it's younger people who are leading it which despise no man for their youth i'm i'm 23 years old i have no room to talk about someone being you too have young no room to talk whatsoever but what i'm <laughs> it's just the the trend that we see is that there's very rarely a 60 year old that's leading the youth well group. i'll say this is i feel even in life on this podcast is like I'm the layman of laymen. Mm-hmm. Um, you're I don't, definitely lame. <laughs> yeah, it's Jer- Jeremiah, Jer- Jeremiah, Jeremiah brings up last week. He said Ken Ham, which is a name I haven't. Oh, heard I in, feel bad in, about in that. In many moons, I haven't heard about that name. So I um, do. I do need to address a tangent. I'm sorry. I got to cut you off. It sounded like I was saying I had beef with Ken Ham. I don't. You I do. love Ken Ham. I don't have beef don't with have Ken beef. Ham. You have ham with him. Though. I, I um, uh, no. I was saying that you. Ken. I was trying to say that Ken Ham has beef with Veggie Tales. Not that I have beef with Ken Ham. But then you had like this a, is too much apology Freudian, for someone who yeah, is Freudian, never going to to hear the episode. But I feel really bad yeah, that it like, sounded yeah. like I didn't like Ken he, Ham. Okay. But so with you got like you bring up that name. You you guys you and your brothers bring up all these other and you guys are all younger than me. And I'm sitting there and you're you're bringing up these topics where I'm like I, something like I don't even know what you guys are talking about. And I'm like I have to go home now and listen to ten podcasts about what this means or <laughs> go look. And Laurel's like, what? Do you, oh, sorry. My wife is looking at like what like what are you what are you looking at? I'm like I, I just they they said something today I had no clue what they're talking about so I got to go look this up, um, and so like even being young I mean you are a lot more informed and like yeah, I guess I could say because it's my experience and biblically based than the 23 year olds that were teaching me in my youth group. So, I mean, if I had you as a youth group teacher, I probably would have been a lot better off. But I'm just saying, like, the ones I had, it was it was all about the games. It was yeah. all about the fun. I mean, I think it's kind of going back to the children's church. Like you said, it's kind of a continuation of it where a lot of it is just based around – we're almost like we're trying to keep the kids, like, out of trouble. Yeah. We, we're trying to keep them away from, like, other friends almost. Yeah. In, in my opinion. I mean, in my opinion. In my opinion. Yeah. I just think that it's like – it's it's kind of like that. Like they need to be around only the friends from church, and they don't need to be. It's, you don't have to go to Wednesday night and be around your parents and be and listen to your pastor preach. Like you're just gonna be around your your friends at church, and that's it. But I don't. There, it would be different if that was the case of you're hanging around your friends at church, and you guys are learning to maybe go and evangelize to those other friends. Yeah, or you're learning like more doctrinal things at youth group. But I mean, from my experience, when I remember youth group, it was like straight games. It was straight, 
um, it was like a party almost every mm-hmm. week. Like, you know, we'd have, you know, they'd have food for us. They'd have drinks for us. Um, and, and we would sit there and play games and then they would, I, I want to say that a, a sermon, a quote unquote sermon was probably at most 15 minutes. And I didn't take anything away from them. We didn't talk about hard hitting topics at all. I mean, it was mostly, like I said, it's just about fun yeah. and about like, we're going to just keep, you know, you need to hang out with the church friends, but we're not going to go any further than that. Yeah. And I, I, I have to admit looking back on my life and seeing the trend of where youth group is now, which we will get into a minute. I just want to talk about my own experience here before I um, go into what we see. But with my experience, I was very blessed with the youth groups that I had growing Mm up. Uh, The main one that I grew up in, uh, Sunday school was just that. It was Sunday school. We had no games on Sunday morning before church it was you go to Sunday school and you're going to learn. And that's been my experience all the time from a teen in youth group. Every minute I spent in youth group for Sunday schools, I was there was a Sunday school class. You're sitting down, you have your Bible, and you're being taught through the Bible. You're not to- it's not topical, it's scripture, right? And I can't remember the expository. It's expository teaching mm-hmm. throughout and you know, it'd be very it wouldn't be the way that we do it now, which is you start at Genesis and at Revelation over the span of 10 years, it would be that the youth pastor would pick a book and teach through that book, whether it be Revelation or Judges or Deuteronomy. Right. That was Sunday morning, and that was always great, especially when I started in youth group uh, before we moved here. That was every Sunday morning you could bank on it being there. Now it was always... Um, you know, you're sitting with your friends and you're having fun talking before and after that, but it was still Sunday school. Then Wednesday nights was usually, uh, I'm going to go, hold on. I'm going to give, uh, uh, what's a comparative to like my Sunday school. Okay. When I was in youth group. I, I don't know why I remember this, but it, it almost seems as though like, so we'd have like a worship part at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, the guitar is a drummer, but the problem is also we were in like a really echoey place. So it was super duper loud. I really didn't hear the music that well. And no one ever fixed that. That's the beyond. That's besides <laughs> the point. But then everyone would walk in, like we were in high school and you're walking in with like coffees, like Starbucks and stuff. And everyone kind of seemed we had like the coffee too. Well, they seemed like they were like more like they wanted to look m- more mature. Like, Oh look, I'm, I'm in college now or something. Yeah. And it was kind of like a weird, a very weird vibe at that part of, Sunday school. And then after that, we break off into our groups and then we would get into like, you know, an actual message for Sunday school. But I couldn't tell you one Sunday school lesson I remember from that time at all. I couldn't tell you anything that really spoke to my heart at all about that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying I was like some, I was a very shallow Christian at that point. Um, I, I would dare say maybe not even a Christian, and or didn't at least understand what it was to be an actual Christian. Um, and I don't remember ever being really pushed in Sunday school on on subjects like that. Yeah, I so compare that the first semester I was 13 years old in Sunday school. I'm expecting it to be some big grandiose thing. And I remember the entire semester and I remember the teacher. I won't name him here, but he was a great guy. Still friends with him to this day. Um, he taught through Revelation, the book of Revelation. That's a tough one. And he didn't, he, <laughs> obviously <laughs> he, he, he didn't delve into 
like the deep eschatology of it and like right. when is the millennial kingdom and when is he he taught the book of revelation and he did it in a very methodical manner and explaining it in such a way that having that as a foundation as a kid or as a, a, a young adult was really impactful because now it's not this weird book that at, that's at the end of your Bible where it talks about dragons and Israel and a bunch of other weird angel cool things. battles. Yeah. Now it's, no, that's part of the Bible and you need to study it just like you would Romans. Uh, I remember that distinctly. I remember one Sunday morning, we I grew up on an island and there were... Uh, it, there, it wasn't that it was very spiritual, like, you know, oh, there's voodoo and witchcraft and all this, but there was spiritualized elements of things. And I remember we were doing, going around doing prayer requests like we would every morning. And one of the girls who was on the bus route raises her hand and says, my mom is possessed. That's, and that was her prayer thing. request. That, and the, wow. the youth pastor was genuinely curious and like, is she okay? What's going on? Well, she's, she's sitting, the priest is coming to do an exorcism today. And on the fly, my youth pastor, I, I, I want to name him so bad because he was such an impact on my life. He was a really great just guy. Name him. It was Mr. It, Mr. Bendel. I'll say that. Okay, but great. he was such an impact on my life. Great, great guy. Great teacher. Um, he on the fly switched his entire Sunday school lesson to deal with how do you deal with demonic activity in your life that's something i would i would have never heard and he had he had heaps of scripture on what you're supposed to do and why maybe exorcism well not maybe why exorcism is not something that a christian should take part in why you should not try to exercise a demon as a person that's not something we have the gift to do Right, and that was the first time I heard one of my favorite stories in the Bible, which is where the Jewish leaders go to exercise a demon from a man, and uh, the demon looks at, and they say, "In the in the name of Paul and of Christ, we we tell you to get out of this person's it's body." Like I've heard of Paul, I've heard and, of Christ, but I've never heard of you, and I've never heard of you. And Acts, then, which Acts? Do you know that? And maybe seventeen. Don't don't quote me on yeah, that. I was it, it's in Acts, but and all you see after that is the men naked running from the house (laughs) screaming after being torn apart by this man in a demon's body that you know he talked about that it's like you know if you try to do it and you're not perfect like if you don't do it exactly the way you're supposed to which for you know bible believing christians there really isn't a, a way for you to cast out a demon that's not in your power to do because we're not paul and we're not christ uh, if you don't do it right, you're going to be running naked or you might get killed. You know, it, hearing stuff like that uh, growing up in Sunday school was just so, so beneficial because we would hear stories of spiritual demonic activity all the time. We'd hear a ton of stuff. It was a very Catholic island as well. So we get a lot of uh, teaching on, you know, the Marian dogmas and stuff like that growing up where, you know, you can look at this and see, okay, it, this isn't really taught in the scripture ever. Uh, now Wednesday nights was different. We did have our game time and at, game time. at, at, I would say at, uh, the, the only way to phrase it is at worst game time and the lesson time would be a 50, 50 split. That would be on a, on a night where we would get there maybe 15 to 30 minutes before, you know, the regular church service starts. So right. if it started at seven, we'd get there at six thirty, six forty five. 
play a game, go in. After we played the game for a little bit, we'd go in to our classroom, and it was a large youth group too. We had a very, very large bus ministry, so it was 100 to 125 That's kids, yeah. um, mainly from the bus routes. Uh, and we'd sing. We would have every once in a while there would be a, a joke contest. So if you had a good one-liner, you could go up on stage and tell anyone you got like a pack of Oreos or something. <laughs> Uh, we would do that, and then he would preach a message. He pre- I remember him preaching through the, the judges. And we had all the stereotypical, like, you know, the back backlights and the PowerPoints and all this. And he was an artist, too, so he always had detailed, uh, like, drawings of his lesson as the slides. So it was very cool to watch how he would, like, illustrate. This is the same guy. The same guy. Yeah, same guy. He okay. would teach Sunday school and Wednesday night services. And he, I, I remember the judges. Uh, I remember uh, he taught through Acts, I think. It was Acts or Romans while we were there. And all he was a very knowledgeable, and he was he got thrown into the youth pastor position. He wasn't there originally. Mm-hmm. And for someone who was thrown into that ministry, you would think it was he was he was born and he was raised with the only goal in mind to be a youth pastor. Mm-hmm. That's where he was and then the same thing when we moved here is it was we'd start with we'd we'd sing a song or two now this was at a much it was five of us it was me my wife her sister and two other girls so i was the only guy a little bit different than a little different had it on and your we'd, island. we'd sing a song we'd memorize scripture and we'd have a lesson based on what we were memorizing and then we would go maybe play basketball after but the game time was afterwards. I got you. How was your Wednesday night? I said Wednesday night for me, uh, see, it's, it's weird because Sunday used to be a wanna when I got to an older age for youth group. Because mm-hmm. little kids, Wednesday night was the Awana. So Sunday nights was a wanna for the older kids. But then my church actually canceled that. Really? They canceled it because they. I don't even remember what the claim was. It was really weird. They wanted to bring us all together because we had Awana and this thing called Doulos. And I, to this day, am so confused by that principle. Um, but Wednesday nights for youth group, that was like party night. Yeah. That was worse than, now that I think about it, it was like one of like, it's just, it's pretty horrendous. But like, I, I don't remember there ever being a lesson. Hmm. I don't think there was, and if there was, I wasn't there for it. Um, and there actually was a point where I said to my, my well, actually, before that, I would not go. I, I was supposed to go to it, and I just decided with my buddy, I was like, we're, just, we're not going to go. I'm just going to hang around outside my church, which that still sounds kind of weird now that I'm older. Yeah. But um, I was like, I'm not going to go, so I just didn't. Then a, then a parent, a parental unit saw me. Um, I, I know who he is. I, do, I didn't particularly enjoy his company and um, told me I, I needed to go to youth group. So we went to youth group. And then I went and talked to the Awana leaders of the younger kids and said, look, I'll do whatever it is that you guys want me to do. I just want to be a leader because I don't want to go over there and do that. I just don't want to do it anymore. It's like there was one time they had, it was like one of the first weeks I was there. They had like a, a ham or spam eating contest where they'd open up a, a can of spam and, and whoever ate the most in a certain amount of time won. And then the kids got sick after that. Um, as you could probably tell from eating raw spam, if spam is cooked already in the 
something? Or is it it's, cooked? It, it's, I think it's cooked. Cooked dish. Like, okay, so it's cooked dish. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so that 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 is probably the 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 crowning jewel of what I remember of youth group on Wednesday nights was that kind of thing. It was just all games. I don't. What lesson am I learning from from that? And oh, the other one was taking M and M's, stuffing in your nose, and shooting as far as you could across the floor. Wow, this was real. This is actually what happened at my church, and I'll never forget. Um, we had the 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 with with the youth pastor I'm referring to. Uh, from my church growing up, the weirdest game I remember playing was he, we you put. A, uh, Oreo on your forehead and you mm-hmm. had to keep your head back and the game was to get your the Oreo from your forehead to your mouth first and there was like eight people or something yeah. like that and that was that was the most gross out game that we played no we I just told you one night That's yeah above that beyond. was one night that was one night that all those two events happened there's more events that was just the two I remember and I understand they're just being like I don't want to be here um and I was young and like I said I don't I don't recall having like a fervent desire to be very Christian, but even I was looking at like, what is the point of all this? Yeah. And that's where I, I think um, a lot of my problems with youth group occurs is I, I want to know the leader. And I know the leaders that were with us were either college age or right after college. And there was no supervision. Mm-hmm. There was no old, at least I remember now, of course, I'm 13 or 14. Am I really looking around the room going, where's the old guy here or the old lady? And I'm not saying that. So I don't remember there being an older person though. And so there was really just, it, it was, it was the animals running the zoo and, yeah. and we were just, they were just having fun. It was ruckus. It was all kinds of craziness on a Wednesday night. And I just, I don't know, man, I was not about that. I, I, I again, I wasn't one of those like I wasn't a, a crazy, not crazy. That sounds bad. Like I wasn't a very fervent person when it, or fervent Christian when it came to that. If I even was a Christian, um, at at that point. Okay, sorry, my cat's scratching at the door. Anyway, um, but I, I just looked at it and I was like, this is not for me. Yeah. And I, and I went and just found any other thing I could possibly do on a Wednesday night. And that same guy came up to us later on, and he was like, hey, you're supposed to be in youth group. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm a want leader now, so uh, I don't have to do what you say. And I said, you can talk to my mom if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Really stuck it to him. (laughs) Really stuck it to him. That was a real good moment. We, and like, it is, it's so interesting to hear. I'm very passionate about youth group because I was in a good one. Mm -hmm. And you're very passionate about youth group because you were in a bad Bad, one. Yes, a bad one. And so this dichotomy that we have going forward, I mean, I feel like we don't really have to go much deeper than that because... I mean, we will, but we don't have to because you can see just from the descriptions of what we had growing up, the incredible difference of we had one that was very sound doctrine and we had one that was entertainment and fun. Yeah. We always, my father was adamant growing up. He would say it almost every Wednesday night on the way to church. He said, if anyone puts peanut butter in their armpits, you leave. I and think we did that we at thought, one point. Why, why would he say that? Why would he say peanut butter in the armpits? <laughs> and when we moved to this, when when we were moving away, I saw someone put peanut butter in their armpits during a camp meeting night. Dad, and they did it. I, we, <laughs> they me, finally did me it. Me and my brother looked at each other, left, went right home, That's and it. sat on the couch and said, Dad, 
they did the thing. They did the thing. <laughs> they you told did us. the thing. You, what did you do? We left. All right, that's all I asked. You predicted this. I How don't want know? peanut butter anymore. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but it was, you know. And then when we moved away from from Guam, where I grew up, we we came to the states. That's the island he's referring yes. to when he said, "I lived on an island." So, we we moved to the states. And all my brothers were at college. It was just me and my parents. And we started visiting churches in our area. And I would try as much as I could to go to the youth groups because I wanted to make friends. I was new. I didn't know anyone. I was working at an ice cream store and I didn't know, I didn't really have anything to do besides homeschooling and make ice cream. Uh, all, Such a lame all girls know. All, all girls know is three things. <laughs> Such a lame <laughs> But um, so I'm I'm trying to make friends and find my way around and figure out what's going on. There's no friends at the we ice cream go, shop? No, no. Well, there were. There were. I made some good friends over time. But when I started. Yeah, but they, was, they were stealing the ice when, cream. When I started, I was making ice cream every morning. And so everyone else was my age was at school. Oh, I did know that. Okay. I did, and so uh, I didn't like I for the first that. six months or so, I didn't meet anyone my age because I was just in an ice cream shop at six in the morning by myself. That sounds, it was not fun. It's like a movie. Yeah. It was a very sad movie. It's like, uh, but, uh, it's like maybe, no, I won't say that. So what did you find when you, so came, when, when you came, we, we started here, what did you find? Cause we, I mean, I wanted to hear about that. Cause in Guam it was good. Yeah. Was really good. Yeah. Apparently. And we started visiting, we started going around and we, you know, I'd go to the church with my parents and we, you know, sit through the Sunday service but I'd try to go to Sunday school with my age group or go to a Wednesday night service if we went with the teens and see how that was like. There was It was very often I'd get somewhere and you know maybe half the time no one in the youth group would introduce themselves to me. So I would be literally sitting in the back by myself. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I that am smiling so adults big because I have the same story. teens... Adults yeah. and teens, no one would walk up, no one would say anything, no one would introduce themselves. Then the other half of the time, they would introduce themselves and they'd be very nice and they'd bring me into their friend group, which is, you know, the right polite thing to do. You know, you, hey, I just met you, you're new, let me There's this new you weird island kid, yeah. come here, it'll show um, you some real people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get to in the, this second half. And, you know, some of those were decent youth groups, but uh, a lot of them, I remember one very distinct memory. We had started going to this church very close to our house. It was very convenient for our family. It was... Is the house you guys big, live in now? Yeah. Is my, it a big my one? Parents, my parents. Yeah, yeah. Is it yeah, a big one? It's the big one. It's the big so, one on the road? Yeah. So on the main road? Yeah. Okay. But don't going. say. I'm not saying which <laughs> yeah, one it is. I just know which one. There, there were nice people at I'm that church. I'm just trying, I'm not to, trying sure to I know. I'm not trying to call out the the, the entirety of that convention. Either. But we could if we but, wanted to. Yeah. No, no, we don't want to. <laughs> we don't need to name names on this. Uh, so I I was going to the youth group and it was, it was good. You know, it was... It How was, big was the youth group there? Maybe a hundred people. Okay, so it's kind of so, like yeah, with, with the yeah. It was, what thing, I, it was what I was used to. But it was the kids actually yeah. that went to the church. Yeah, and then there were leaders that were there, and uh, it was a, a you know pretty solid. We'd be getting good doctrine and having a a good time. We'd do the same thing with games. We'd have music. It was definitely a little bit more contemporary music than I was used to. But it mm. wasn't it wasn't Bethel. You know, it wasn't that sort yeah. of contemporary. But we get through. 
couple weeks of going there on and off while we're visiting other churches, and it was always the good standby, and we're getting ready to say, maybe we'll become members of this church. We, we liked it, and it was around Halloween time, so they had a fall festival because they were Baptists, and they can't do a Halloween uh, party. It has to be a Dude, fall gonna, festival. I don't know. But, <laughs> I, we're going to get on Halloween one day, because I'd actually... But ugh, okay, whatever. That, that's another episode. Um, tune in I'll next. Quiet. Week. Tune into Dragon Ball Z next week. I but um, the uh, my dad goes, "How about I go with you this this Wednesday?" And I'm like, "Sure, why you not?" Get to the youth yeah, group. come with me to. Okay. And I was like, "Yeah, that it's honestly if you if you don't know Jeremy's totally dad, fine. he is a guy that literally would do this, and he is like he's we are, he, he means business. We're walking in, and I've told him nothing but praise about because I have had yeah. nothing but praise about it. Oh no! And don't tell me this is like the one week that as it's... we're walking in, it was disco lights, and do they normally do disco lights? No. Oh goodness! Jump around by House of Pain, we could hear it coming up the stairs to where the youth group center. Like, and this is the first time your dad was. stepped foot. in First this. time my dad sets foot in this youth group. Oh, yeah. Jump around by House of you know pack it up, pack yeah, it oh, in. I, you know, I'm, yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. If jump I heard around. It's... If I, if I Miss, the Mrs. Church. Doubtfire song, as yeah. I knew it for like 10 years. Yeah, but it was that song bumping in there. And at first, I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, who's well, going Did you feel embarrassed? Gonna, I, I was very yeah. embarrassed. Because, because I know exactly the feeling. Because yeah. <laughs> I was, I'd, I I'd done nothing but said, this is a, you know, it's solid. I'm, and I'm you're looking taught. like kind of. And now idiot. I look like a fool. Yeah. And. My dad is not understanding what's going on, and I look over to see, okay, what kid put plugged his iPod into the, uh, you know, the audio board, and it was the youth group leader that was playing the song. The 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 pastor of the youth group. Now, yeah, is "Jump Around" by House of Pain the worst song in the world? No, they weren't playing NWA. They weren't playing, you know, Rob Zombie, but it was still a secular song. At a Christian event, at a Christian Wednesday night youth service that was supposed to be for the glory and edification of God. And that's what me and my dad walked into, and we never went back. Wow. Because it was... But see, I can see that with you guys. Which is, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, it's a good thing. And It's there, like, that's kind of what... It was, yeah. it, it was enough to the point of... and. You know, my, my dad wasn't like, you told me all that. No, he, he understood. And when I said, good, this yeah. is the first time anything like that has happened, he, you know, he had no I'll reason. Say, yeah, he's no reason to not believe so, on that one. With, with stuff like that, if you're having a, a, a youth group and you, you're just trying to appeal to the youths and make it so that they're having a fun time, what are the parents going to think when they walk in for the first time? Well, this was what gave. So let's let's get into actual problems with it that I'm I, I'm going to go with here because that's like literally one of my number one things is like what are we teaching there? Yeah, like th- there's at least in my experience, you've had good experience. Obviously, you've talked about that in Guam. My experience in almost every youth group I've been in, maybe with the exception of one. But I actually really loved. I loved that church. It was a very good church. It helped me get back in a good path. Um, that I, I wouldn't. I don't remember any hard hitting things that I learned. Mm-hmm. I don't remember learning about um, sex. I don't remember learning about evangelizing. I don't remember learning about like sound doctrine. I don't remember learning about. Did the, you never have the the split sex purity? 
service? I don't think so. You never did. Oh, no. Those were the worst. Oh, they were? Okay. Well, oh, I, they I were was, so no. bad. But they were I, needed, but they were so bad. They'd split the boys and girls in half and do you, wait, hold the on. boys on one side talking about, okay. you know, you shouldn't lust. Don't be bad. And then the girls on the other side. We'd always get back together at the end of the night. Okay. And be like They did do that at my first church, but I was not a part of it, and they stopped doing it after I got in. <laughs> now, was it because of me? I don't know. I'm not going to say it was. But, like, we like, again, we didn't talk about, like, is that... Uh, really i mean i guess it's it's a good thing but like at the a it's a certain ages like you're able to comprehend stuff i'm yeah. not saying go into an in-depth discussion of sexual immorality no maybe with a 13 year old probably not the best thing but like when i'm getting a little bit older in, in high school and i'm getting to be like a senior in high school that's a, that's an actual lesson that needs to be taught to me because mm-hmm. i need to understand that like we are humans we are men we have these things that are going on in our bodies and we're just like I, I don't know. Like, what am I supposed to do? And then th- my youth group is just like, oh, it's it's like, uh, let's talk about, um, we'll spit some more uh, M&Ms out our noses. Yeah. And, and, I'm and if s- they say something, it's God loves you and have a good day. Right. And, and I, I don't like, again, we'll get off of just that one topic because obviously that's a big one that should have been talked about, especially later on. But like another one of evangelizing other people i don't remember that in anything like how how do i spread the gospel what is the great commission okay so why are we not talking about the great commission why are we not talking about how to actually do it like at a young age i i we we had that one song you know go and teach them to observe all i've commanded and I'll be with you till the end of these. Uh, yeah, whatever. I, I, that's, that's I don't got gotcha, you, but I got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's it's one of these weird songs as a kid. So we would sing the the Matthew twenty eight nineteen and twenty. That's the great commission. See, and anyone that hears that, you'll know exactly what song <laughs> it is, just because of me saying that. Um, go 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 go. Okay. Anyway, I learned the song. I know what it is. Okay. Um, I, I but I'm not taught how do I actually spread the gospel yeah. to every nation. Yeah including the one that I'm living in, uh, to my friend across the street, to my friends at school, to my friends um, that I hang out with um, and and play with on the weekends or whatever. Like, I'm not taught these things. I'm just taught, we're going to have and, fun here. And, and there was no, like, actual, like, this is an edifying lesson to help you as you're growing from being a 13-year-old to an 18-year-old and then beyond that. And I, I, I'm going to qualify this statement before yeah. I make it. And so bear with me on this tangent, but, uh, I don't name names of people unless they deserve due praise or they deserve correction in what they're, in what they're doing. So I'm going to name a name in something in, as a form of correction, not that anyone would hear the, not that he would ever hear this, but if anyone who does hear this, hears what I say about him, don't take this as slander, take this as he is a false teacher and he needs to be corrected. Wow. And if you listen to him, that's pretty hard hitting. You here. need to okay. you need to understand that this is what he is saying. Mike Todd out in uh, I think Saint, Kansas City or St. Louis, he uh, he's the 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 new hot thing in the Pentecostal movement. Uh, he's the guy that did that Easter Sunday uh, service where Satan was a woman and they danced and uh, he I've, does yeah i again you very guys, very you guys special know all this guy. stuff it's like it's crazy i don't even hear about it, this but now i'll it, go look it up those videos were all over instagram and tiktok but yeah. um mike todd was for a long time a youth minister and he kind of pushed forward a standard starting in the charismatic pentecostal movement and it has spread 
and I'm not saying he is the main driving force, but he was one of the people that popularized the method of fun and games and do whatever and say what you want. Mm. He specifically said, and he said he encouraged other people that if you're a youth minister, don't bring notes onto the stage. The kids don't want to see you have notes. They want to hear you speaking from the heart. So he went for, I think it was 10 years, eight, eight years maybe. I don't want to exaggerate. I think it was eight to 10 years teaching as a youth minister to a thousand kids every Sunday night or Wednesday night, a thousand of them with no notes. They'd do fun and games. They would sing songs. And then he would just get up there and start spouting words. And he said, no, you know, it wasn't always the best, but, you know, it was what I could give the kids. If you're a youth minister, that's not your job. Your job is not just say whatever, speak from the heart. The heart is deceitful and deceptively wicked. Who can, who can understand it? Your job is to study the word and take the word and give it to those teenagers. Yes, you can do topical sermons. I'm not a fan of topical sermons all the time. You can do a topical sermon if, you know, it's the topic of sex, if it's the topic of evangelism, if it's the topic of something that is biblical. Do a topical sermon so that your your students, the teens who are listening to you on a regular basis, do a topical sermon for their edification and spiritual walk. Don't do a topical sermon about how you know, the new Super Smash Bros. movie came out, and it's the best movie right. ever. And here's how it applies to you and your life. I remember I went to um, a big church here, and they they had a, a really, really big church. And they had—it um, was for college, though. But, I mean, they do this with their youth group, too. It's like every time you go to a sermon or a service for young people, it's 10 ways to make your life better or 10 ways to make your life whatever. They have something they're always, like, trying to go off of that. And I'm like— yeah. And then they maybe bring up two or three Bible verses, and I'm like, where is the biblical standard in what you're saying? Like, you're just giving two or three for ten things you just said. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I I need something. Of that. But, you know, I, we have another thing that was called, I don't know, you were you probably weren't around here when this happened, but uh, the basement. Did you ever hear about that? No. That was a Birmingham-based thing, okay? And the basement was run by this guy. I cannot remember his name. I had a lot of friends that went to it, and it would happen every month, I want to say, at the BJCC. Thousands of kids would come out to it. Wow. I mean, it was a big, big thing um, organized by this guy. Um, this guy then gets arrested because he's impersonating an officer, pulling people over on the freeway, something like that. I, it, was, it was impersonating an officer, I know that. And then he would like show his ID badge. That's amazing. There was actually, there's a clip, of uh, uh, a news clip of him claiming to a reporter that he is actually is a police officer and he has an honorary badge and you can he shows it to the camera and then he runs and jumps down a hill into a bunch of bushes i'm being dead serious this is a real i cannot <laughs> remember what this guy's name is um but i i never liked this place because i always would see my the people that would go to it called it the basement because he hit rock bottom i pretty much because the people that would go to it like i would see it like we're kind of i mean then again, it was really the kettle calling the pot black or the pot calling the kettle black, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, but the spiritual, like, nothingness of these people was there. Like, it was one of the, it was, again, it's one of those, like, feel good kind of things for, mm -hmm. for, for high school kids. It wasn't really a college, I don't know yeah. if it's very college based, but a lot of high schoolers went to it. 
it was really, really big for a long, long time. And yeah. then that whole thing happened and he just kind of went crazy and then that fell off the banner. But I'm saying like, that's the kind of stuff that parents are sending their kids to. Yeah. And the parents are the ones, hey, look, I'm about to bring, oh, uh-oh, I got a Bible verse for it, okay? So we got Ephesians 6, I think it's 1 through 4. Let's go one through four. If I want to go further, you know, I'll go further because I have it right here. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. This is also a new King James Version. I'm not a, a King James guy. Sorry for all you King James guys out there. Um, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with you. And you may live along on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Okay, so that's the big one right there, number four. So bringing up your children, and you're sending them to things like this. Mm-hmm. And you're sending them to things like the... Again, I guess this is, I mean, you could be like, well, this is a judgment on your parents. Well, I mean, in some case, yeah, it is kind of because it's like they, but my mom, I remember when I brought it up to her, I said, mom, they're not doing anything over there. Like we're not learning anything. We're doing these games. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to be there um, and doing this because I'm not getting anything from it. She was like, okay, well then you're not going anymore. And she literally went to the guy that like ratted us out and made us go. And she's like, don't ever tell my kids they have to go over there again because they're not. And this was when there was there was a whole new wave of, of new ministers coming into our church, a new pastor. So he brought in his kids, which were the ones that were then running the youth group. Hmm. So they were kind of running it as, as what, however yeah. they wanted to, and it yeah. was just them. But it was, you're sending your kids these things. The parents, we are in charge. I am a parent, so I can say we. We are in charge of, of making sure that our children are being raised and trained in Christ. And being raised and trained in Christ correctly with sound doctrine or with actual, any doctrine, really, any good doctrine that's sound. Sorry, not any doctrine, my bad. You raised in Buddhist? Wow. Yeah, that's right. I know, right? (laughs) So it's like any sound doctrine of Christ. It's like we are supposed to be doing that. And you're sending kids to these youth groups where there's nothingness there. Are you asked, your father did the right thing. He said, I want to go to this youth group. Let me go to it. And you guys went there, and yeah, maybe it was good up till that point. But you know what? Was it going to get better from that point? Probably not. So your dad did the right thing. Yeah. He was like, I'm in charge of the training and the care of my son in his spiritual walk. As he's under my roof, he is my kid. And your dad went to that event with you, and he looked at it. And, and, and the best part of it was you were the one that said with him, yeah, I don't. I don't, this is not, I don't know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and, and your dad looked at you and was like, you know, I understand. I, I believe you. And you know what? You didn't go back there. And that is the right thing that should happen. I think a lot of parents though are scared. Number one, they want their, Oh, but I want my kid to like church. I want my kid to have fun at church. Um, but I would rather my kid be having an actual edifying time, an actual time of learning. Absolutely doctrine sound doctrine of learning something and then i would rather them come home to me and say i hate youth group because it's not fun my friend goes to this youth group and they shoot m&ms out of their noses i don't i think i said m&ms m&ms out of their noses and they eat spam okay for competition did, you know now that you're saying that guam is also the spam capital of the world we did do a spam cook-off one night but it's a cook-off though. but that was that was before we had our actual service okay. and <laughs> yeah. people just made and brought their best spam dishes 
I got sick that night and couldn't go, which Dude, is ironic okay, considering it was a sick, spam cook-off. You got sick before. I got so sick that's before. Fine. Okay, that's fine. But but like because I, I would have okay. eaten too well, much like, spam. But, but like I was saying, I'd rather my kid come home and say, like, I don't like church because they're just teaching me good things. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's not going to say that. He'll be saying, like, you know, they're, well, they're just it's boring. boring. That's right. It's boring. I don't want to go, blah, blah, blah. And then you know what? That's a – Luke can explain that to my kid. Hey, you don't understand – how good that is. How I wish I had had that. And then let me not just do the, you know, I wish back in my day I had that. Like, But actually like explain to him why it's a good thing. Why it's going to help him later mm-hmm. in life. And be like, look, there's time for fun and games all the time during your life. Do you have, is it every night has to be fun and games? Like you're not allowed to learn things that are, that, that are eternal. This is an eternal consequence of learning these things or not learning these things, of following these things or not following these things. Yeah. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. That's right. All makes- play and no work <laughs> makes Jack go to prison. But I, it, I'm going to kind of try and put a bow on here, and I want to see what you think. If, if we were designing or setting up an order of service for a youth group, like let's say a Wednesday night, Sunday school is kind of rinse, repeat. You know, that's just you, you show up in Sunday school you get taught for however long Sunday school is, and then you go over to church. First, Hillsong United starts playing. No, no. When you walk no, in, first already, thing. You already got me off. Okay. No, <laughs> no. And you already, you already, you're already off track from where I am. So on a Wednesday night, I'm going to say some things, and we can kind of riff back and forth on what you think. I'm so speak I speak some Sicilian to you. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, teens show up. Uh talk for a little bit before service starts having a you know chatting with their friends yes yeah beginning of service just like the adult service you go to your seats and we sing a song maybe two yeah call the worship yep this, and yeah. get our hearts prepared for worship because worship is not just the songs yeah. it's the whole service i would say as well since it's that wednesday night and we have a little bit of a different time it's a little bit more casual and laid back i think memorizing scripture is highly important at that age going through not like one verse at a time you know you do one verse this week one verse next week the way i like to do it is chapter by chapter of course not taking the whole chapter and saying sit down and memorize it but a verse from a chapter and you memorize the well, whole i don't even chapter. think that you have to like i mean look at and I, and as we do this podcast i think everyone's going to kind of realize um especially when i'm saying verses i go yeah this is a verse it's in this book like at least where a kid can recall mm-hmm. this book, this maybe even this chapter or yeah, this chapter said in this book said this, and I can go look it up. I yeah. can go Google it and I can find it. That's what they need to be able to say, and I think that that's a really good thing. Yeah, a memorization or at least an understanding and a mem- remembrance of this came from this book. Yeah, and I can recall it. And you know, especially at that age, if you have a whole semester. In, in a semester, I'm trying to remember what the largest amount of scripture we memorized in my youth group growing up. It may have been the entire book of James. It may, may have really? been. Really? It may, it was close to it. It was, it was a large amount of James wow. that we memorized. And okay. then we quoted one, one, the, the final Wednesday night over the course of, I, I, I shouldn't have said a semester, over the course of a year. That's what I meant. That's still ridiculous. Um, and then at the end of the the year, when the Awana kids were doing their reward ceremony, we all 
came in and we quoted that chunk of scripture. Uh, and it was just eating an elephant one bite at a time. It was totally doable. We all did it. It was not that bad. Would you hear me saying it? Like, that's crazy. But that, to think about, but to but think you, about, but it was, it was necessary mm-hmm. and it was not optional. It was what we do during this time at youth group. And you are going to say it, it you're going to say it. And if we said, I think it was two verses, if we were able to quote two verses together back to back after quoting what we had already memorized, um, we would get like a brownie or something. So you still get the incentive incentivization structure right. that you had with, you know, little kids growing up. Incentivization a thing? I, I, you know what? Is that a word? We're going to take that bushism and walk with it. You know, it. I don't know. I shouldn't but, have said it. Just keep going. Um, so then after that, doing great. Uh, memorization of scripture, then we would have the lesson. And the lesson uh, was a doctrine. It was a it usually over what we were memorizing, not necessarily at that night because we were all kind of at different spots. But we we memorize, uh, it was we were being taught what we were memorizing. So not only were we memorizing it, we were learning about it as we were memorizing it. Not saying that that's what you have to do because you know if you're memorizing Matthew uh, fourteen, is that the Sermon on the Mount? If you're memorizing that, and I don't you, know why you, I literally can, was just thinking about the Beatitudes in my head. So I don't so know. yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> but if you're if you're memorizing those and you're trying to preach out of them at the same time, it kind of be difficult. So, you know, but the, the lesson should be exp, exp, expository. If it is topical, don't do topical based on the news. Do topical based on the Christian walk. So, you know, yeah, modesty, it, purity. Um, this thing where it's like in, it's always going to be like current sense. events. I mean, yeah. like, come on. Or church history might be a good thing to go into. Church history would have been great if they had taught that. How we got the Bible. Because I couldn't tell you anything about church history and I'm 31 years old. Church, I mean, I mean, I can tell you I'm, some about I'm, it. I can't, that sounded terrible. I'm but. starting to get into church history, but it is so massive that I wish I had had my a 23 year jump start. Yeah, because it, it going into it now, out out. I mean, yeah, I'm out of college and I'm working, and I can listen to podcasts and I can read books a little bit more easily now. But it's still difficult because it, you know I want to spend time with my wife i want to spend time with my friend i, I want to do other things right. and so sitting down to learn these things if i had had that moment where i could have been taught church history not saying every wednesday night should be church history because i think that would take away from the emphasis of church which right. is doctrine biblical and i think having expository preaching on a wednesday night to a youth service just like you would the adults the the teens they don't they seem like they want peanut butter in the armpits and m&ms out of the nose they don't. They don't. They want Christ. They, they, that's all they want. You look at the depression rates among teens. You look at how terribly assaulted they are every day. You turn on your phone and it's like just hatred, death, torture every minute of every hour of every day. There was, there was an article I read before we did this podcast. And it was, I don't know, it was a few years ago they did this. And they said, Again, the, the the metric made no sense. Or again, not the metric, but the whatever. The result made no sense. It was like 85% of kids that go to youth group uh, never return to church. Now, the problem was that they said, what does never mean? Because they're not dead. So, I mean, yeah. they really never. But I think the point was that they don't go back to church anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 85% is extremely high. I mean, I don't care. Cut that in half. 
That's still ridiculous. Cut that in a in a in a third. That's still ridiculous that that amount don't go. And the, but the thing was that the people in and it was eighty five percent in the study. So obviously, you know, what is the outliers doesn't or what is the whole what's it the error percentage whatever doesn't matter. I'm not going to get into statistics. The point is, they asked the people though, why won't you go back to church? What was so bad about youth group? And they said because I literally got nothing out of it. That was the number one reason of why won't you go back because mm-hmm. of youth group. And they're like, because I never got a thing out of it. And I think what you're saying is true. Kids can understand the expository preaching. They can understand a sermon. They can understand a hard-hitting thing, like never being talked to about death, never being talked to about, like how, like I said, evangelizing other people, never being talked to about, I don't know, there's a thousand other things that we're never talked to about. Like the gospel. I mean, how many times did I actually hear the gospel in youth group? I mm-hmm. probably could count on like one hand because everything else was more it, fun. And it was more like we're going to go and it was almost like the children's church thing. We're going to go learn about Gideon and we're going to go learn about, you know, the Joshua generation. Like, but where was the gospel? Where's where the was, substance? Yeah. Where was Christ in all this? Like, what? where's the actual like. Thing that I'm supposed to be looking towards that the center of my universe is on this mm-hmm. like that's the center of my universe and it was it wasn't there for me now youth group the, the last and again not all youth groups I'm just saying my yeah, youth group, oh, of yeah. course the last episode we did ended with an encouragement and a reprimand uh, I want to your reprimand that. was so hard <laughs> I, it you was were, intended you to were be like you were like what is it you said if you shame on you if you no, you said if you change your your preaching you need to step down yeah and I think I said, yeah, I think more because I was like, <laughs> wow, it was probably more what I should have said. But it's but it quite, quite, I, quite I ended the last right episode there. with an encouragement and a reprimand. I'm going to swap that to a reprimand and then an encouragement because that seems like a nicer way to do That's things. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Reprimand. If you are a youth minister and you are going up there without notes, if you are not. <laughs> if, <laughs> We're in my we're in my laundry room recording this, and I forget that when I pause the dryer, if I don't turn off all the way after forty five minutes, it will make a, a dinging noise. So. It was very happy, but yeah. uh, if you if you are a youth minister and you go up there without notes, if you're not teaching sound doctrine to these kids that are depressed and heartbroken beyond any historical level ever recorded, if you're telling these kids that you know. Oh, God is love and he only wants the best thing for you, but you don't explain what God's love actually is and what it looks like. And you allow them to grow up thinking that, well, if God is love, then why are these bad things happening to me? And you never explain that to them, which is a, le- a large cause of why so many people leave the youth group because, or to leave the church because they say, well, if God's only love, what's the point of me being here? Because I look around and I see all this terrible things, COVID, and I see my depression. I see my friends killing themselves. Mm-hmm. I see the war in Ukraine, topical. Uh, if you don't explain what God's love actually is, if you don't explain God's wrath, how it actually is, if you don't explain the, the purpose of the atonement of Christ, then you're not fit. You, you need to do some serious searching into what you're, teaching and it's not going to be popular when you start teaching doctrine it's not if you stop fooling around and actually start giving the kids what they need more than milk you start giving them bread and meat to feed on throughout the week something they can digest 
Yeah, you're not going to be the popular. It's one of those minister. things where the kids need it. They're not going to invent. They're not going to automatically be like, "Oh my gosh, I just I've always wanted this." And thank yeah. you. I'm just so happy to hear the parents. If they're if they're great Christian parents, they're going to be so happy. Mm-hmm. They do. And they should already actually know that it's not happening. I mean, that's this is to parents. Go to your be a sit, Jeremiah's sit. dad. Like go to the youth group. Watch. Sit, sit in. in. Yes, you can do that. It's allowed. Yeah. They can't stop you. Yeah. But no, but they really can't. You can go there. Know what your kids are listening to. You are. You are the person that is ordained by God. Like you are told in in Ephesians that you are the one that is to be training your your children in the way they should go. That's what you're supposed to be doing. And it's mm-hmm. like, and then in Proverbs, train a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not turn from it. Mm-hmm. You are in charge of that. So take the reins and take control of it. Do not leave it up to just chance of, oh, I'll just, I'll just trust it. It's fine. Because you know what? Jeremiah's dad done that. I'm not saying you would have turned out to be a terrible kid. But you know oh, what? I would have been in prison. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like I said, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been like it is now. And I know, and your dad, I know your dad, and your dad would have never not gone. And that's what mm-hmm. makes him a great dad. Um, and, but it's a, and it's a good thing, but that's what more parents need to be doing. They need to be more active in their kids' lives. If you're not active, then get, get active. Go, go to your kid's church, uh, wh- whatever your children's church or youth group is. Go sit with them. It's we talked about that with children's church. Yeah, it's like go it, sit. But it has it. to be reiterated because so many parents yeah. feel awkward about doing it. Don't feel awkward. It's your child. That's the biggest responsibility that God has given you in your life. And you are just allowing it to go to whatever wolf of the day happens to be preaching. If you aren't in there observing what's happening, right? You have to know what's going on in your kids' lives. Because if you just take this passive hands-off, do-whatever mood, then, you know, you're not training them up in the way they should go. And when they're old or when they're 16, they are departing from it. And they are not coming back. Yeah. It, 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 it's so heartbreaking to, to see this. Now, the encouragement is if you are a youth pastor doing this, you're probably not popular. You might be, but you're probably not. Who cares? You're doing the right thing. You're doing what is commanded of you. Great. There, there, I don't have words to express how great that is and how beneficial it is to be teaching what the youths need to hear and you heard it it in the beginning you heard in the beginning between your testimony of your youth group and my testimony and you're sitting here and the amount of the great things that came from your youth minister and everything that helped you out in life as you were going to be when you were what is it 13 when you were there yeah it was like it was like 13 to 16 13 to 16 and like the all of the training that you got from there and then you look at me all the training I got, which would I would amount to not zero, I guess it would not be zero, but it was not anywhere close to what it should have been. Mm-hmm. And like that's the impact that a youth minister that does the right thing, that's not cool or um, you know pop culturey. I don't know what do you want to call it, new age or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Anyway, <laughs> but I don't need to say words like that. But like it's it may not be popular at the beginning. But you're going to change so many kids' lives. Absolutely. They're going to appreciate you for the rest of their life. And it's, it's instead of me sitting here wondering if I need to 
DM my old youth minister and tell him like what he did and why it was so wrong, you'll have people wanting to DM you to be like, thank you for changing my life and for helping me in my walk with Christ. And I will never forget it. And, um, and one day we're all going to be able to give, you're going to stand before Christ and that's going to be something good that you're going to mm-hmm. want to have. I'll tell you that. I'd want to have now, it. And, and if you're a parent and you do go and sit in on your kid's youth group, if you go and you sit in on your kid's, whatever you call it, teen activity, and you see that is doctrine, yeah, sure, they have games. And I, I think that you know having a game time at the end of the service is something good that you can do as well. I, I meant to mention that. Uh, during my synopsis of it, but having having a time for games at the end of the service, I don't think is uh, a bad thing to do at all. No, I think it's fun no. for the kids. They they're teens. They need to get energy out when it's all fun. when it's all based around that. But, though, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. but uh, and we're not disparaging having fun at youth group. No, you need. It's okay to have fun. Mm-hmm. We're not telling you to sit there. But with, what's the main focus? The focus needs to be on Christ. Yeah. But if if you're a parent and you see that that focus is on Christ, then see what you can do to help facilitate that that youth leader yeah. because if maybe they need someone else to sit in the service every week maybe they need and it might not be you but you can help find someone maybe you need some maybe they just need a snack made next week hey so and so's out of town she normally makes the brownies can you make cookies next week and with no peanuts cuz someone's allergic to them <laughs> yeah i force feed my daughter peanut butter to make sure she's not allergic to peanuts all right I think that's what you're everyone not, needs to be on. You're not raising I, I'm a, a beta. Certi- I'm a certified doctor on that, all right? I know it's going to work. you know, give them, help out where you can, you know. It, it, it's it's a hard ministry. It's disheartening because it, even though, the, the teenagers especially don't know how to vocalize appreciation. So if they do appreciate what you're doing, the best thing you'll get is like, I don't know, maybe they won't throw the basketball at your head during game time. They throw the basketball at my head during game time. But, I mean, it's hard for them to vocalize appreciation. It's hard for them to understand what what they should appreciate when they're there. I know I didn't appreciate either of my youth ministers enough, and I've gone back and thanked them after the fact. When When I thought about it and I saw the trend of just bland youth groups, anti Christian youth groups, uh, I, I've gone back and thanked both of them for the impact they had on my life. And so if you're a minister, if you're leading a youth group, then fight the good fight. Again, I said it last week, but fight the good fight. Keep going because it is, it's draining, but it's the most rewarding thing you'll ever do. Next. With with that, I would say, I think we're going to put a bow on that one. For good. That was your line you said like five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> and like I said, I think a lot of these topics, including like Children's Church, the first episode, they'll be revisited probably a while yeah. down the road because we're going to come with more things or more feedback from people. And obviously, it's always a good thing. We love feedback. Twitter, best way to reach us, uh, F underscore O underscore Y underscore W. Okay. First off, you're wrong. Next week, we are doing church buildings. And you say, wait, church buildings? Yes. Guess you have to come buildings. back and find out what we're talking about. What is a church building? Magnets, man. <laughs> How do they work? <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for watching, watching, listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for 
any kind of downloads you do for this episode. We love seeing those numbers go Apple up. Apple Podcasts really and Spotify, you can get us there. Yes, you can. And we've already talked about the Twitter. We're trying to get some video format going at some point. We might do like YouTube live on this thing. Um, I got to figure that out. So we'll, we'll see what's, what's up with that. But we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.